What up, what up, what up? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, want to thank you for joining us for another edition of the Charles Coleman Podcast. This is the new home for Black Brilliance, and I am your host, Charles Coleman, and I'm so glad to welcome you to another episode. We're going to get right into things, but before we do, make sure you hit that like button, hit that subscribe button at the bottom of the screen. Make sure you are liking and sharing and subscribe to the Charles Coleman Podcast, not just on YouTube, but also on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Apple Music, on Amazon Music, wherever you get podcasts, we are all the way up and all the way outside. The Charles Coleman Podcast, your brand new favorite podcast. So you all know what it is. Super excited to have my dream team is with me. I'm running the Triangle Office this week. Looking forward to the conversation. But to my right, she needs no introduction. She's the leader of the Blue Note. She's the boss at 593 Washington, the professional winner. Gloria Sherubin is in the building, ladies and gentlemen. What's up, what's up, what's up? How you feeling, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm wonderful. I can't complain. I love the 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 the, the plaid situation you got going on. You're looking you like... I have to give scotch and soda a little play. A little, you know? little, little, little run. A little something, this, something. This, uh, it's working for you. This I appreciate is a good, you. This is a good pilot you. for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Always good to have you on the couch. And of course, to my left... Understated, never underrated, smooth as cashmere, Kirk Quillen is in the building. I'm not even going to talk about it. I'm just going to let you do it. Yeah. All right? This is what we're going to do. How you doing, bro? I'm well in yourself. I'm, I'm good. Um, I, I'm good with it, right? Like, So let me be clear. I'm good with this, right? Mm-hmm. But there may be people who are legit confused by the stunners that you oh, got on. I mean, you know, it's type of vibe I'm on today. All right. And listen, if that's what you want, then we're going to be said, on it. Let's move on. Let's move. move. <laughs> Hold on. Did you tell me to move on? No, I said, let's move on. Oh, let's move, move on. Yeah. Let's move on. Okay. I, yeah, I was about to say, we not on that vibe, but you know, <laughs> we're going to let you rock. But I do have a funny story, though, since we're here. And I waited to tell you this, because we got an update on this one over here. So what? for those who are listening. Oh, man. Here we go again. Kurt, we have Tag an update team. on... Jisha Rubin and her ways, as we say. Oh. Mm. I'm at the lounge. We are playing Uno. All right? We're playing Uno. I'm at the lounge. This happened like in the past, not even two weeks, like past like 10 days. <laughs> like, G decides she's going to play. All right, cool. So it's, you know, usual suspects, a bunch of regulars, right? So Stevie was playing for G when G was moving around because she was working as well. Mm-hmm. So G gives Stevie the cards to play for her while she's working. And then as soon as she gets up, I don't know how it happened or who started it. Or it might have been Ange or Stan, somebody. The draw two started coming. They was piling up. Mm. So I, I, you know, Gloria was sitting next to me because she wanted the smoke. She wanted the smoke. So she was sitting right next to me while this is going on. So I had it in the holster ready. Like, nah, mm, you're not going to get me beloved. It. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Bow. We bust Glory in the head for like literally a draw 10. I'm not even kidding you. Crazy. We bust her in the head for a draw 10. Because y'all this, all be conspiring against me, bro. Yeah, whatever. You the victim, right? So this actually happens. See? She gets up. She comes back. I literally hear her say, she gets the car. She says, what the fuck? Like when she comes back right. because we bust her in the head so bad. All right, cool. So she knows she got all these, all these cards. We still playing, she's still working. We still playing, she's still working. She gets up, she walks back, comes around one time. Gloria says, Uno. Uno. We was like, hold on, hold on. How? How? Sway. How? It's simple. Stacking. Stacking. 
Stevie was stacking while I was missing. For two seconds, I came back. He had me back two cards. I hit that two, yellow. Boom. Uno. Uno she does this all. And I won quick. I was on him like this. <coughs> and I'm the winner. Right. Came Uno back. out. Ha. Uno out. Came back. It's that simple. It was like Uno. Just out of, this is what she. That's she, why we got to stop stacking. She, Listen. That's what you say it is? We got to stop stacking. Stacking is legit. No, the, we can't stop It's the black way. No, no. I can't. I can't call it. No, we got to stop stacking. Ah. Let's play this out. There's <laughs> 40 of us in the round anyway. Come on. It do be it like, should be a limit. Right? It do be like on, it do be like everybody get one card. Come on, dude. How you go through it? How you deal out a whole uno? We play with like five decks. Yeah, it's be, so be so many cards. Come though. on, man. But yes, there's an update, ladies and gentlemen. Gloria I won. is still that's, a cheat. That's the update. The update is that I won. <laughs> Fair and square. What's that other game we playing that I've been cooking Phase lately? 10. Phase 10. I hate it. I hate it. Phase 10 I, I is it. it. I mean, Phase 10 I, it, is it's, lit. It's made by a black man, so I'm, you know, I'm going to show love, but Gloria been Who playing Phase no 10. friends. Whoever made it. <laughs> <laughs> you do not want this card game to end. No, you will not go <laughs> home. You'll never go home. Gloria, you never go home. Gloria's been playing Phase 10 for a while, so she got the advantage on that. She's like, she be known. But she, she, she has the advantage, and she still cheats on that. Listen. She'll jump in. I'm, a, I'm at I'm phase three. I'm calling it cheating, bro. What is it's it? not cheating. Strate what you it's call strategic it? playing. I'm playing to win, man. And y'all got to pay attention. Y'all <laughs> mad distracted doing a lot of things. Trying and to win. And you playing another game on her phone while she playing the card game. Come on. Ain't nobody got time for that. I'm here to win. And that's it. Win and go home. Win and go home. We're going to get a out of here quick. A win is a win. If I skip a couple phases, that's on you that's for slipping. That's on slip. you. Word. <laughs> Look, What's phase nine again? It's right. <laughs> That's going to bring us to our shortcuts. This is our news and views, conversations that you may not be hearing about, but are top of the mind. They're relevant to us. They're relevant to community and relevant to you. And so we're going to start talking about But we are going to have some fun before we get there. Um, you know, anytime that I am hanging out, it never fails. It could be a room full of us. It could be a room full of our people. And the minute that a DJ, you know, it's not, it's it's cool, it's not bad, it's not okay. Bad. The minute that the, that a DJ plays, Nirvana smells like Teen Spirit. We go nuts, like we go nuts, right? And it's a couple other joints that we didn't make, but that we know and we love. Um, Sweet Child of Mine, we know that joint. Mm -hmm. Most of us know um, Sweet Caroline. Most of us know, like, even if you really want to get in your bag, a lot of us know, like, Layla and Tears from Heaven by Eric Clapton. Like, we go. Like, some of us even know, like, Coldplay. Like, we just go. So, I got a question to have some fun. What is your favorite non-black anthem? Like, that you know you're going to hear, and you're not going to be, you could be in a room full of us, and it's not black. Like, we didn't make it. But we know it. What's your favorite, Kurt? What's your favorite non-black anthem? Blurred Lines. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> is, oh, hey. did, did we did we not talk about this summer? Didn't we talk like last summer about what that song is about? Yeah. But you said non-us joint. That's a joint. That's that's your, that you going with blurred lines? Blurred lines, right? And I mean, I listen. And the meaning. I'm standing on it. What's up? Nah, we're not doing that. Nah, we're doing that. <laughs> edit button. Nope. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> a, that's nope. A, that's an easy edit button. Um, Blurred lines. <laughs> I know you want it. Yeah. Download it. What's up? 
Alright. <laughs> Guys, boom. Um, Gloria, what is your favorite non-black anthem? Blur lines too. Nah, son. <laughs> I'm going with Lisa Stanfield. Been around the world and now, yeah, yeah. Everybody knows that. I can't find. That's my joint right there, man. Is it? Yeah, yo. But wow. I'm going to keep it a buck with you. Okay. I ain't know Lisa wasn't us, There's bro. a whole video. I know, but I don't remember seeing a video like that, man. I you don't know. remember movies that we seen five minutes nah, ago, so I yeah. believe so that. So you know how I go. I get down. <laughs> I give it up. Anyway. Where was Lisa Stanfield from? Do we know? I don't know where she's from. Ask she, the Google. She wasn't one of no, she's definitely not one of us. She's oh. not, bro. I thought she was Puerto Rican. That's our song. I think she's. I think she's like English. I think she's from like England or something like. Like she's Makes from sense. across the pond. It was a hit. It was a big tune. It was a big tune. It was a big. It's still a big tune. That joint dropped anytime. Everybody knows every word. Everybody definitely knows the word. We going in. I, you know, I'm surprised that y'all didn't go like older, older. Like that's that's an old record, but like, like Bobby Caldwell type. No, well, you could have done Bobby Caldwell, but you know what? I'm gonna let you be in your your zone. This is a man who, again, you will forever be known as the guy who thought Color Purple was a rom com. Why do you keep going back to that, man? Because how was it not? <laughs> We're not going. How about that? Let's let it go. What let's, part of that movie you didn't laugh at? I'm going to give my favorite <laughs> non-black anthem. And you know, it's funny because people think non-black and they automatically go white, right? And so like, I'm not going to go K-pop <laughs> on them. I ain't going to go my K-pop bag on them, but this is my favorite non-black. Not, who doesn't know this? When this comes way, on, way, 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 yes, way. sir. Way, way, Elvis way. Crespo, Suave Mente. Whoa, when this whoa. drops, but they us. That's us, bro. We, that's us. Come on, man. Come on. You can't do that. Our time. Word. How did I waste your time? Because you can't use them. How not? You this said them. You Suave said Suave Mente. That's that's us, Manito. Like Spanish manito, and black. Yes, it's Manito. You know that's what I mean? Us. That's us. Come on, bro. Elvis Crespo, I'm not sure if he's qualifying as us. If he's Dominican, he us. He's not Dominican, though. He no Dominican. He no black. He no black. <laughs> but he's Dominican. He no black. He he's Dominican. us, man. Nah, he's not Dominican, on. though. He's not Dominican. If he was. I don't care where he's from. That's us. Suavemente is us. You call it, you call it, you claim it Suavemente? That's us. Yes. That's every bodega in New York City. Come on, man. All borough. The That's on us. The bread. Oh. Word. Y'all take That's a mente from me is my That's no me, can. baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's us, huh? Pick somebody else. All right, all right, all right. Um, we still got time. Pick so somebody I'll go else. With, I'll go with, you know, I, I, my 80s bag is big, so uh, mm. I will go with um, Cindy Lauper time after time. You That comes on... Black people know it. We don't know the words, but right. when, oh, so the you chorus, to, oh, okay. when the chorus comes on... Can I switch mine then? Yeah, please. I would hope so. I'm no more blurred lines. That's still a hit, though. Even <laughs> though, regardless of what it's about, don't matter. It was lit. I'm going to go lit. with um, Pat Benatar. Which one? We are young. Okay. Hardy yeah, yeah. to hardy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, was, that joint was crazy. That's yeah. a good one. That's a and good I wasn't allowed to listen to the others in my house growing up. Oh really? But that one snuck through the cracks. Oh, that one got in. That's not that one got in. This I don't think my mom knew that she was white. Though. <laughs> might might have been. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I could get my Elton ba- John bag, like Benny and the Jets. That was eighty. I thought that was seventy. It doesn't matter when it was. Oh, wrong. okay, okay. Uh, Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. Like, like, 
this is my thing. I'm fronting like I know any of these songs. Nothing. I don't know nothing Zero. that you're talking about. So. I'm just sitting here shaking my head. Word. If you heard them, <laughs> nah, you would bro. Know. I swam across the seven seas. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's all I got for you right that's now. That's all you got for me? <laughs> That'll be that. All right, so our next shortcut. Um, there have been some, some people online, some videos that have surfaced. You've probably seen them. Um, this really big dude. He's like big and, and like super buff. The dancer? The, but he's always doing like the body roll dances and he's... <laughs> <laughs> and he's come on. He's, he's he bucks his eyes. He's doing it around food a lot. Now we got another guy, like a chicken guy. He's like dancing for fried chicken wings and pouring sauce on them, and they like kind of sort of buck their eyes. And it's generated this slight debate because, like, Cardi came out. Like, there were a lot of people who were like, "Yo, this is this is modern day like, you know, menstrual business." And then Cardi came out and was like. Nah, y'all just hating. Let them make their money or let them do what they do. This is just popular, so on and so forth. Um, I, I think that this is a little dangerous. Uh, I'm not here for it. I wouldn't be here for it in general, but mm-hmm. I'm just not here for it just in general because of... And I think, Kurt, you may have sent me like mm-hmm, something about the mm-hmm. conversation. Is it a matter... Like, have we gone too far with the clout chasing? Because a lot of it is buffoonery. This in general, like before, you could take these specific examples out of it, but like a lot of it is actual intentional buffoonery. Are we looking at it too seriously or is it an actual issue? Kurt? Um, I would say it's, it's a pathetic both. Um, I think clout chasing has created an identity of no longer things that's within reach. It's about going to the next level of playing yourself in my opinion, but you know, that's what we do to secure the bag these days, right? It's a, it's a, it's a new lane. I, sometimes I feel like I'm getting old because I can't appreciate the newness of it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I get tossed into the old N word bag, you know what I mean? But I've had enough, man. I'm, I'm tired of always having to make excuses for my brothers and sisters. Like I'm just, I'm just I don't have no more fighting. I'm, I'm done. Mm. I'm sick of y'all. I'm sick of y'all always trying to. I'm telling you, like I'm just, I'm just tired. You're tired of That's it. That's it. So, big man, you want Krispy Kreme is up the block. Meet me in there. You do your little shaky dance. Hopefully, we get some free donuts out the joint. I'm done. Really? I'm done. I'm tired of this. Every week we can talk about some new BS. For what? It's never gonna stop. It's too late. It's over. You just think it's, it's, it's over. Where's Harriet at? But you line but, them but, up. But, but but really quickly, I want to push back on you. But and then I want to hear from G. You know, I, I do think that there are some people who, for example, not necessarily the people who are doing it, but the people who are consuming it, mm-hmm. who may not be aware of the history. They may not be aware of Mantan and some of the other sort of like minstrel shows around that that are in that genre of like the, the goofy smile and the buckeyes and the watermelon in, in ways that if they knew or were educated and somebody took the time to say like, Yo, here's why this is not what it is. Here's why this is not lit. Mm-hmm. They might not consume it or process it in the same way. Like, I don't know what Cardi knows. I don't so, know what history Cardi has engaged. Mm-hmm. But she may not be aware of, like, there's actually a very long history of this and why it's offensive and problematic and buffoonish. It's not just, like, let them get their bag. Well, I got I got two, um, I guess, questions about that, right? What, one, first one is why are we listening to Cardi, right? 
However she feels is how she feels, and that's cool. But All right, if she's fair. talking about our issues, then we she should be excluded. Right? Hold on. You couldn't let me have Elvis Crespo, but now you say hey, listen, she's talking about our issues. How'd that work? Beat it, right? So then, and the second thing, too, is why is it that the things we don't educate others on, they fall right in lines of, of the thing that they don't know? Mm. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm. That's fair. You you know what you're doing. Yeah. You and you know so, why. I mean, I'm you're just doing. trying to follow your the, the thought process here. You guys are thinking that these characters are doing this with a menstrual mindset. Because I don't know if the two align. Because I think the whole menstrual idea was that it was catered directly toward a white community. You know what I'm saying? Like that was their entertainment. But for these characters, I don't see that being the case. I just think. Cats is just being clowns because clowns draw, they're so trying then, to be funny. But who, and so who's the new the audience? Who are, you, is, who are you entertaining as a clown? Right. Us. I think we're the one that's freaking following it and seeing it. You understand what I'm Actually, saying? No, I don't a lot, think, in a lot of the videos, it's white people. They're in restaurants with white people yeah. and they're dancing around, not necessarily for white people. That's but what I'm saying. But in but this, front of these white but people. But I'm just saying, like, this is where I'm getting confused here. If they're not doing it, for white people, why are we calling it minstrel? You know what I'm saying? Like, if their intent is that. Oh, I mean, you 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 ask a very great question. <laughs> well, I, 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 I think my affinity, I think the my people's affinity for the other people. I don't want to. I don't want to go too crazy with this. Um, go ahead, say what's on your mind. You didn't already. I, just... I mean, I've I've had this discussion with with some near and dear friends of mine, and um, there's a there's a a love that we have for the others that we don't necessarily always want to admit to, mm. but it shows in our actions and the way we quote unquote entertain each other and things like that. Mm. It, it's, it is in a perspective of they're watching. So keep it consistent for what they've, they've shown us was acceptable and then force us to like it too, kind of a mindset. Mm. So that's how I view it. That's how you're viewing it. Yes. Okay. And, mm-hmm. I, and, I, and, I, and I think that like there is a, space of what may have been minstreling and buffoonery in one era evolving in a different way because you're talking about, for example, you're not talking about a theater where only white people can go and pay for admission and then this is specifically who they're showing. You're talking about social media where right. you kind of sort of don't control the audience. That's what, that's my point. Well, I, so, I, so I think that it's not necessarily apples to apples in as much as because of the fact that they don't comp- control the platform, that doesn't necessarily mean that more people being exposed to it doesn't make it menstruating. I just think it's menstruating evolved. Right. Mm. I mean, I'm, I'm, I guess menstrual on steroids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess my thought process is really just on: Are these clowns just being clowns? That's just trying to be funny and create something that's comical, and we're overthinking it. You know what I'm saying? Or is this intentional menstrual behavior? I'm anti-menstrual behavior performance. I'm not with none of that. So mm-hmm. we gonna. I'm not. I don't want to sound like in yeah, any way, shape, worried. or form. I mean, I know that I'm yeah, here I'm to endorse like, anything yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, are we misunderstanding what we're looking at to be minstrel versus these cats as being clowns? Because what we have seen on social media is folks just constantly doing whatever it takes for views. You understand what I'm saying? But, like but, it's just it's ridiculous. I'm gonna hang off this cliff with a hair thread. You know what I'm saying? To show I'm a daredevil. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, but I think there's no limit to that. You I know think, what I mean? Are we looking at that, or is this like? I think you're. I think you're putting a lot of emphasis on, and I understand why. But I think you're putting a lot of emphasis on how cognizant they are of what it is that they're doing in that way. Right. I think, like, if they face painted 
You know what I'm saying? And but that's what I was going to ask you. Like, at what point for you in modern day time, what do they have to do for you to be unequivocally, this is some menstrual shit? Like, that's that's why I was going to go with your Where's question. Where's your line? Yeah, what's your line where you say, all right, not, now they're playing Yeah, we way past that. I'm just saying social media has, has made it impossible to create a barometer on what is acceptable visual content and not. Cats is, I got to watch cats brush their teeth. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just nothing but clown content all day, every day. You know what I'm saying? To put a label of minstrel on the clown content, I'm just like, wait, I need to be some real specific minstrel ingredients for me to consider it (laughs) minstrel content. Because there's so much shenanigans on social media. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's where I disagree. I don't necessarily need, I, I don't need the explicit intention of Menstrueling for white people to call some stuff buffoonery. I think that the buffoonery is what it is. Whether you the, the buffoonery is the action for me, not the intention. Uh, you know, your intention can only amplify to me the buffoonery or you know where you're going with it. But the fact that you're like, oh, I I did this dance around this fried chicken because I thought it was funny, doesn't make it any less menstrually to me. Mm. In terms of the space that I'm in, I just think it is, it is what it is. The all thing, of it is the same. All of it, right. uh, it. It's not necessarily the same because there are different degrees. Because once you add the intention, it's worse. But absent the intention, I don't think that it sort of now bounces you to another category. Where it's like, oh, that's acceptable because that's just jokes. That's just clowning. I think it's all a mess, and I think that how we talk to each other about consuming it. I'm at least telling people, yo, don't send me that. Right. Don't send me that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, if you want to watch that, that's your business, but don't don't send that to me. But, you know, it is what it is. We're, that's going to bring us to our contributor segment. We're going to move on now. And since we have her on the couch, we've been talking to her about so many different things. She brings such a, a beautiful, We you know, we love having our different dream team members on when they bring different stuff. We got Habitual by Hillary, we got style and performance with CEO, we got smooth as cashmere, but you know, there's something special about branded by G. And so that brings us to our contributor segment about branded by G. What do we got today in today's conversation and our contributor segment? What are we talking about? So here? today we're gonna be talking about age. Getting old. Mm. Ain't nothing but a number. Yeah? Age ain't nothing but a number, but it's a real thing. Okay. Yeah. It's a real thing that comes with some real realities. And I don't feel like, you know, we want to talk about it. Is this because you had a birthday recently? No, nah, I ain't got nothing to do with that, man. It's got to do with the reality that since time is moving. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? You're right. You're right. No, we can look at it a lot of different ways, right? There's some folks that are scared to get old, you know? Mm-hmm. They want to be forever 20. You know what I'm saying? They still in the clubs. Peter Pans. They out here just looking crazy. You know what I'm saying? They wearing the females is like, yo, that tennis skirt is too short. You just can't wear it no more. Let it go, it's not. Man. Let it go. You know what I'm saying? But you know, and then there's there's the there's the other side. You don't want to let it go. She ain't gonna let it go. Let She's it not come gonna out. let it go. Let her rock with it. that Popeye tattoo. Nah. All that. Show with your the, age. The Paul Prince. All that. All of it. Nah. But then there's you know the whole reality around us not really addressing some of the real issues around aging, you know what I'm saying? Like our health and how we care for ourselves, you know what I'm saying? Or real conversations around, you know, some of the things that we, the challenges that we encounter, you Mm. know what I mean? Like an industry, 
you know, a lot of major corporations are looking for younger faces. You know, maybe 50 isn't the best time to think about changing careers. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because they're looking at you as you're already expired. But are you? You know what I'm saying? I feel like, you know, at 50, you could be probably in your greatest space. You know what I'm mm, saying? In terms well, of, mm-hmm. you know, your experience, your knowledge base. But they don't want to pay for that. You know what I'm saying? If they can try to get something that's a lot cheaper. So, so let me ask you something on this point. Uh, recently, um, there was a, a conversation that was had. I don't want to really get into the background about how it came up, but about whether a woman is past her prime at 50. It was some, some comments were made and about uh, Nikki Haley jumping into the presidential race or all that other stuff. Um, did you find the comment... Are you familiar with the situation? or did you I'm find- not about Nikki Haley. I'm really not into okay, so politics with her. Yeah, I mean, I really, I'm, not, I'm not into politics either necessarily, but someone basically said, look, uh, Nikki Haley getting into the presidential race, he was talking about her timing. I think she's 51. And she was described as a woman past her prime. Right. Mm. Um, does that offend you? It does. You know why it does? Because it's not an equal space for men. Fair. You understand what I'm saying? Like Fair. the idea that she's past her prime at 51. Versus a man being 51 and deciding to enter the election. Move out of mom's he's house. young. He's young. You know what I'm saying? You finally want to move out of mom's house at 51. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but the comparison, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, you know, constantly, there's this huge disparity on the way in which we're approached as women versus the way men are approached in the same age spectrum. You know what I'm saying? The way menopause is looked at on women where men actually go through that midlife crisis, which mm-hmm. is a very similar experience that women experience, you know what I'm saying? But it's approached very differently. When we think midlife crisis, we think that he has a lot of money and bought a sports car. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? When we think menopause, we think she's really hot. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She's sweating <laughs> profusely. You know what I'm saying? Like, But it, it's not the same sexy concept or idea. It is. You, it, it's it not. Could be. I'm not saying it's, it could I'm be. I'm just saying for men to women, it's not. You know well, what I'm saying? I, I but, find boy, that, come on. Like Every week you come up here and you want to act like it's equal. It's never going to be equal. No, I know it's so not going to be equal, but we need to start Men talking about it more. age like wine. Y'all age like bananas. And it's okay. <laughs> wow. All right. So, I love you. This so, is the problem. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, What's the problem? The problem is that you have a couple that's aging. Both y'all fucking circumferences is growing at the same pace. But somehow, because I've been feeding your fat ass, you're sexy, <laughs> and my ass that done pushed out eight babies, yeah. I'm out of shape. Like, <laughs> It's some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? So I'm here on a chair to represent all the the women. It ain't got to be the same, but I'm going to say it. Eight babies and four ham hocks later, you got bigger, baby. (laughs) I know. I love it. (laughs) But God damn. That's why I left that clown and got the new cat that was appreciating every one of my roles and he kissed him. Kurt. He kissed every role and he loved it. I believe it. <laughs> so, and he's probably half your age. Exactly. And you know a, what? A and he got your more age stamina than y'all erectile dysfunctional. And that's because of them eight. We don't want to talk about that. Food. We never want to talk about erectile dysfunction. Why is there brown gray y'all in the turkey wings, Gloria? All right. Are you trying right. to kill me? All right. All right. All right. Damn it. Because you like it. You're making it. And you always want to dip your biscuits in the gravy. That's all right. right. All right. All right. All right. It's a fucking antioxidant. <laughs> Still on the Charles Coleman podcast. Super excited about our Black Brilliance conversation. 
where we have luminaries from every space to have conversations about all kinds of things. We're going to get right into it. I ain't going to waste no time. Y'all already know what it is. But if you don't, really quickly, do yourself a favor. Make sure you are liking on YouTube. Make sure you are subscribed. Make sure you are sharing. If you are streaming us wherever podcasts are heard, whether that's Apple Music, Amazon, Spotify, Pandora, we own all of that. We everywhere like air. The Charles Coleman Podcast, your new home for black brilliance. Look, it is what it is, ladies and gentlemen. We have a luminary with us. I don't even really want to use the word legend. We got royalty with us. And today we're going to spell royalty because of what she's wearing with the R-H-O. Shout out to the Poodles <laughs> on the 100 years. Some know her as a poet. Some know her as a DJ. Some know her as an author. Some know her as a host. Some know her as a speaker. But if you really, really know what time it is, you know her as Lana from Brooklyn. She is the one, the only. We got MC Light in the house, y'all. She's Woo! in the building. Um, super excited. <laughs> ah, thank you. Really, really excited. Uh, so much to talk about. But first and foremost, I have to give a shout out from the bros to mm. the SG Rose. Happy Centennial. Happy for that. Congratulations. I saw you out there in Indiana doing your thing. How thank was you. that? Thank you. How was that? Oh, it was fantastic. I mean, to have all those people there for the same purpose, like-minded individuals, specifically women, sorors, uh, sisterhood was at an all-time high. And, you know, Indiana actually just gets a, a little more pretty every time I go. <laughs> That's what's up. Good to hear it. You know, Right now, there is a space where, you know, social media, which wasn't a thing in 88, it wasn't a thing in 92, it wasn't a thing for a very long time, allows you the space to, as an artist, as an entertainer, as someone who's a public figure, to connect directly with your, with your audience in ways that previously were much more challenging. Previously, it was like, I had to go to a concert, or I had to go to a show, or I had to go to a book signing and hope that I saw you and hope that, you know, that was that. But at the same time, it also encourages like a certain level of, for newer cats, a certain level of like messiness because of clout chasing and trying to be sort of relevant and stay in that space. Do you ever think the value of would you ever trade that? Like, would you ever put social media, if it meant that it was going to, you know, be involved, this messiness that it usually does, would you ever prefer to put that back in, you know, 89, 88, 91, 92, 93, if, if it would have allowed you to connect directly with your fans globally? Or are you like, yo, you know what? I'm good. I didn't necessarily need that. Yeah, no, I think the way that it is, your line, it is what it is, <laughs> you know, it, um, it wasn't there and we made do. And I imagine if it were, you know, it, it would have been a lot different for a lot of us that were out in the, you know, late eighties, early nineties, even for those who came out in the seventies. I mean, to have a worldwide access to send a thought, a message, a picture, you know, any of those things out into the ether and have all of these people receive a communication from you by far is extreme power. Um, however, I think humble beginnings is the way it was meant for hip hop and for a lot of other 
talent that may have been, you know, rocking the block at one time, be it comedy or choreography or, um, you know, DJing, all of the elements of hip hop. They were great in their communities and their neighborhoods and then sort of had this natural progression of moving out into uh, their city, state, and then their, the surrounding states. I think it's something to be said for a slow grind. Um, I agree with you. Yeah. And, and, and real, you know, the reality of it. It's not like all these numbers where people can just click a button and say they're involved and they're participating. In our day, people had to get up, go out and show up to a concert in order to really say, I'm in this and I'm a true fan. Now you can't really tell. Or even, right, like, so I have this conversation about streaming, right? Like, even the idea that back in whatever... You had to get up on Tuesday, hit Sam Goody, hit Crazy Eddie, hit wherever it was, and actually buy a cassette. Actually go and purchase an album where as opposed to and that and that is part and parcel what fandom looked like at that time, as opposed to like, yo, I can really just press a button mm-hmm. and maybe I listen to the album, maybe I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get it anyway because I pay one price per month to get as much music as I want. Mm -hmm. So whether I like the album, whether I listen to it again, really doesn't matter. There's a different level, in my opinion, of commitment when you actually get up and you decide like, yo, I'm going to the store and I'm Mm going to get this CD. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get this LP. I'm going to get this vinyl, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Very, very different. Yeah, no, absolutely it is. Um, And now, you know, some of the mystery is gone. There there are even artists that... um, that I may hear, and because I'm unfamiliar with their work, I may have purchased the ticket to go see them. Now it's really easy to, oh, who is this? Go to IG, go to Twitter, go to, oh, let me hear some more of the music, go to spot, you know, go to any of the platforms. Oh, okay, maybe they have a video. Go to the YouTube, see the video. Yeah. Oh, okay, I feel like I know now. <laughs> right, and, it, you know, it's interesting because... There are a number of things about that that I find troubling. A lot of it has to do with the way that we consume music and the way that music is made now. Mm-hmm. There's no buffer in terms of putting out music and where it is. The other thing is, and that that and that cuts both ways. It could be a good thing, but it also could be a bad thing. Mm-hmm. The other thing is the demand for you to build a buzz before you are looked at by a label because of the fact that labels are looking for sort of prepackaged artists require that you have so much content out there. So you're right. It is something where like to experience an artist before you heard their single, maybe you waited for the album. And then when they, when they was working the album on tour doing shows, you would go check them and then really see what they was about. Now, like you said, you had to do all that. You have to do all that stuff as an artist on the front end to build a buzz, to get those followers, to sort of get your numbers up where the, where the label is like not as concerned with talent as they are concerned with whatever numbers you're putting up beforehand, before they really want to mess with you, which I think is very problematic. And another thing that it does, I find is that it really encourages people who do not know how to perform. They could do videos, they could do social media, but a lot of these people have 
really, really weak, if not altogether whack stage shows. This mm-hmm. stage game is terrible. Mm-hmm. It's like awful. Mm-hmm. Um, do you ever feel like, because here's the thing, I, I'm having this, this continued conversation with a bunch of people about, you know, I call it aging out of hip hop, no country for old men, no country for old MCs. I don't want to be genderist or sexist, so I won't limit it to men. But do you ever have a feeling that as we continue to age through hip hop and as hip hop continues to age with us, that people sort of want to or apply a certain level of pressure to keep your art or where you where they encountered you mm-hmm. into a space and not allow your art to sort of like transition like yo guess what i'm doing other stuff now i'm writing books i'm doing this i'm doing that like do you ever feel that pressure because of their nostalgia that they want to sort of keep you in a space um no not not as it relates to other types of art forms I think I feel that mostly in the space of music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, right. They want to hear me on a certain type of track. They want to relegate my content to what it was that I was talking about then. I mean, so, but so what? That's what they want. That may not be what happens, but, you know, and you know, quite frankly, those are the people who already know MC Light. I can do whatever kind of music for the people that aren't familiar with what it is that I did, you know, that makes sense. 30 years ago. So, um, no, I don't really encounter that uh, too much. I think the biggest thing is me just being ready for wherever it is that I'm trying to go. You know, so I'm not just showing up saying I want to do this different thing, but this different thing I have studied and I have gotten, you know, my chops, spent my time, put my hours in learning that particular craft. And now here I'm showing up knowing what to do. I think at that point, it's like all you need is someone to uh, to like it and believe you and give you a chance. And then it's. Done. Speaking about, um, you know, people wanting you to make certain songs or, or, or appear in certain ways that you used to, I got to ask you a question that's also related to time, growth, your art, where you've been, so on and so forth. Um, I'm a light fan. I'm not a journalist, so I don't have to worry about being like people who are journalists can't say during conversations like, oh, I'm a fan. I'm not a journalist, so I can say I'm a fan. And I'm a light fan. And the, the, the things when people, when we get into conversations, the, the discussions that I have about you are never the conversations that like people really sort of know. Like maybe people start with like, oh, paper thin, cha-cha-cha. Like they'll start there. But usually for them, it's like Roughneck and georgie porgy and i don't have no problem with none of those records i really do i think that they're dope records and i i'm glad that you made them clearly that's a flex within the background with all of them plaques on the wall and i'm not mad at that <laughs> you supposed to had do. to come from somewhere look i ain't mad at that i'm not mad at that but one one of my favorite records and this is personal I, you have me by a couple of years which is fine but as a young man who at the time had a crush on mc light 
One of my favorite <laughs> records, one of my favorite records is Too Young for What? Mm. And mm-hmm. and I gotta ask you about the record. First of all, mm-hmm. I love the sample of Impeach the President along with mm-hmm. Groove with Me. Like that union musically for me is nuts. Like Impeach the President is one of my favorite drum loops. Mm-hmm. So to slow that down and then put Groove with Me over it was just nuts. Yeah, that was but, uh, it was DJ Master T did that record. Nah, I love that record. Mm-hmm. But so for me, I used to listen to that record and be like, yo. I might have a chance. Yeah. Like, I, might, I might get it. I might get, get it. Right. I'm talking about as a teenager, yeah, I was ready. I could get it. <laughs> I might. I was ready. Mm. Um, But all jokes aside, mm-hmm. you couldn't make that record in 2023. Like, uh, like, oh. like, those, you couldn't make that record in 2023. Would you perform it now? It's like a lot of record. It's a lot of records you couldn't do, now that you could do then. I know, but I'm saying like so. So which so my my question is like, would you perform it or would you be like, nah, I'm not. I'm oh, not um, that's I don't think I've ever performed that song. It it Fair. wasn't yeah it wasn't um when I recorded it I didn't even imagine performing it. It just, this is an album track. This is, you know, cool concept. Um, but no, I never thought, oh, can't wait to get on stage and perform that. <laughs> no. But you know, the, the entire climate was changed. We've got, unfortunately, um, you know, fortunately but unfortunately, a Me Too movement that has taken on a life of its own and men are being called to a higher standard now than 30 years ago. 30 years ago, I mean, everything was happening. Skiza. It was wide open. It was wide open. <laughs> you know, like I, I remember being in the hotel with several uh, male artists that we had, you know, big tours. And there were women wrapped around the hallways to get to these guys. And what was happening, you know, I was 17, 18 years old. What went on behind closed doors, I have no idea. But that's not something that can happen today. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so it's, we, we said a whole lot of things in 1980, whatever, that just, you know, you, you can't say today. From a, from a gender space, was that record kind of like, you know what? Because you're right, at that time, had a dude made that record, it wouldn't have been nothing. Nobody would have said nothing. It wouldn't. No one would have thought about it. Mm-hmm. Was there a little bit of like, you know what? I'm a female MC. I'm an MC first, and I'm also a female MC. And, I, and I'm going to flip this dynamic because I can. Was there any thought process around that? Or was it just like, yo, I want to make a fun record that I think would be a cool Yeah, concept. yeah. I think for me, it was just making a fun record. But also, you know... Um, even from I Cram to Understand You and yeah. and 10% Dis and, uh, and Roughneck and, you know, just all yeah. throughout time, I've always said that I could do that too. Or mm-hmm. not only I can, but representative of many women who feel the same way. So I, in essence, with a lot of my rhymes, allowed 
the uh, the public, specifically men, to sit in to what really what women talk about. You know, even with paper thin, it's like, you know, what I what you say is just paper thin. You love me, right. I don't, I'm not feeling that. I don't even know if I could trust you. You know. So going through all of those things, I think is just representative of what a lot of young women, older women think about. Yeah, no, I I, I feel that. Um, I want to know, you know, because you have been in so many different spaces, a lot of your contemporaries, which I appreciate, still like Kane posted a, a video not too recently, uh, I mean, not too long ago about he was just he was somewhere just rocking. And like his pin game is ill. Still, his pin game is retarded. Still. Yeah. You um do you ever get the itch? Like, does that light ever get the itch? Not, I mean, I know you still are in your artistry, and I appreciate that. But does that light ever get the itch with your pen to just really get in it? Or um, are you kind of yeah. transition? Yeah, I mean, I think the last uh the last time I went at it was on the TV show that I, you know, executive produce and co-create and uh, got a chance to do a little something there. But uh, most of the time, my mind is not there where that light was. You know, that's Brooklyn, New York. That's, you know, absolutely trying to survive day in and day out, getting on the train, going to Manhattan, trying to make it back home. You know, it's a whole nother, uh, a whole nother way of living and a whole, a whole nother way of surviving and trying to strive at the same time. So is it that light? I I don't know. And I've seen, you know, Kane go at it. As a matter of fact, he was a guest on the TV show where he did, you know, somewhat of a freestyle and yes, it's golden. Uh, many of us who, uh, loved it then. We love it now. Um, right. It's just, That's why I would think at some point it's hard not to. But oh I, yeah, but I, also, I don't walk around saying I'm not like I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you know, it's just that there's 24 hours in a day. So where am I going to put the energy? No, yeah. it, it makes total sense to me, and I understand. I think the the worst thing that happens, I think, is there's a thin line between wanting to engage that because it's just in you and you love it versus it not being authentic. Yeah. Because I talk to a lot of people about like, yo, I mean, I get it. You know, I'm in Brooklyn now. I'm in Bed-Stuy now. Hmm. But you, not you proverbially speaking, but you, just in a sense of any MC who's like been there and then done that and going somewhere else, you kind of look crazy rapping about the hood. Like we haven't seen you in, in yeah, but years. but like, but, but Bed Stuy ain't even the hood no more. Come on, stop it's not. That's <laughs> real. No, nah, no, nah, that's real though. That's real. The point <laughs> is, you're in a different space, yeah. and it's okay to be in a different space. Yeah. And so, your point is like, I get it. You know, the the idea of you being on that on that frequency is like, how would you even get there? You know, well, what I'm saying? like when you're is in, in a totally different realm. Not, not that and there is um, there is throughout the years a certain amount of responsibility and accountability 
that come with, right? And so sure. that's why record labels, production companies, everybody likes to get them young. You'll say anything. Anything that's mm. on your mind, you'll say it. No filter, you know, not really understanding that you're not just rocking for the block, but you're rocking for the entire world now more so than ever because at the push of a button the what you say will be transmitted to the universe and so with that you know are there times where i'm like oh yeah but then you think about okay what sort of message is this sending right now like are there things that i have something to say about sure how can I get those things out now? Oh, I've got a TV show. I've got these characters here. How can I pose this particular topic and have many views uh, presented and represented on the uh, on the TV show? Yeah, this is cool. Okay, I found another way to communicate what it is that I feel and another way to get a message out. You have a feeling your responsibility um, to like, holler at younger artists and be like, yo, listen, understand the game, understand what's happening right now. You're being put in this position because they will, they understand that you will sort of get out here and do whatever, whatever but you're going to, you're going to reach a point where you may regret that, or you're going to reach a point where you may want to do something different. And, and the choices you make now might impact that. Or do you just sort of allow them to sort of grow and find that out? as they move through the space or seek you out rather. Right. Um, well, let me just say this. There is a natural rhythm to who it is that you even come into contact with. Um, and I'm always one to share. I hear to this day people who tell me, oh, you told me this, you know, when I first, uh, you know, performed at so-and-so. Oh, you shared that with me over there. You know, so I'm always imparting whatever it is I can to help. It's whether or not they're open enough to receive and take it and use it and that they make it mean something for them. It only matters if not only do they hear it, but that they listen and heed and hopefully it can, um, it can benefit the information that I have can benefit because there's so much that we as the generation who came before can teach just like I can learn from those who came before me, which is why I not only extend an olive branch back, but I'm also holding on to the branches that came before with Curtis Blow, KRS-One, Chuck D, all of us who have, you know, Hip Hop Alliance, which I serve as a member and uh, as vice chair. Those are the moments that we all want to be able to give this information, these gems, jewels to to this younger generation. But they have to be open and, and you know, willing to learn. And, you know, I'm always talking to Rhapsody and Tierra Whack and Lady London. And, you know, these are uh, some of the younger Mama Soul uh, um you know, there's all the yeah, there's all, so all crazy pin games, crazy pin games. Every one of yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, there's so many of them, and we kind of, you know, we're cut from the same cloth, so we kind of gravitate towards one another. Is there Makes something sense. I'd like to say to uh, someone else or anyone else? Sure, it just has to be the right time, you know. And I most recently did an interview with Lotto for I think it was Billboard magazine. 
or oh, forgive me if it wasn't. I can't remember now. But it was great to meet her, and we had a chance to dialogue over over a couple of different issues. But it's just the space, you know, having the space to do so. Yeah. Listen, I you know, there's so much that I could talk to you about. The challenge with you is that you've done like like I said, like a billion interviews. And so I do not want to talk about everything that you always get asked. But I do have one last question, though, before we get out of here. Yes, sir. This is a fun one. So me and my friends play Life or Death Karaoke. And that is <laughs> that is like, yo, because, you know, people are good at karaoke. Some people are really good at karaoke. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to hip hop, some people like they get out of, out of, out of 16 bars, they might get 12. Right. Bites. So, so we, we, we up the stakes, like it's life or death karaoke. Like if you had, you got three verses, you don't even have to do full songs, three hip hop verses that are not yours. They're not yours Mm -hmm. that you have to get every word, Mm -hmm. right? What are the three, either you could do full songs or or just verses. What do you got? Mm -hmm. Life or death karaoke, Mm -hmm. MC light. Probably uh, Eric B for president. That okay. that first verse. That's a good one. First verse of Lottie Dottie. Okay, I I, I actually knew Lottie Dottie was going to come up for you. Like <laughs> I knew that one was coming. It was either going to yeah. be that or um uh uh something by Slick Rick. I was like, I was like, it's either gonna be Lottie Dottie or something else by Slick Ray, something off the adventures. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, children's story, Mona Lisa. Yeah, I thought I, I thought it was gonna be Lottie Dottie or Mona Lisa. That, that's what. Yeah, I was Slick, be. give me know, one more. Slick Rick one is more. it. Um, I could probably do a verse from South Bronx, KRS One. I'm a Queens dude. Uh-huh. And then I could probably do the original Queens Bridge. The bridge is over. I could probably rock that. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I mean, UTFO, a rapper's delight. I mean, who doesn't know rapper's delight from my era? A lot of people get that wrong, though. Mad people get that wrong because it's. It first of all, it depends on what version. Because it's mad version. Yeah, it is it. mad version. You heard about. And so, and then like after the you know the first like six to eight <laughs> bars, people kind of fall off a little bit. <laughs> You know, one of yeah. one of one another one that people sort of start strong but can't finish is sucker MCs. People mess that up. Oh, I know I know the exact line because I mess up on it too because it's unclear. <laughs> it is. It is unclear. I know exactly. it is unclear. I'm all about that diction. <laughs> Look, I'd be I'd be in real trouble if somebody cut that short. <laughs> I know. I'm not I'm not gonna okay, do it like that. You. I'm not gonna do it like that for <laughs> yeah. All about the pronunciation. There you go. I ain't going to do you like that for life. So I'm not going to do you like that. Listen, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us on the Charles Coleman Podcast for our Black Brother Conversations. This has been an amazing one with the one, the only MC Light. Thank you. Of course, you're in, in the house. Make sure you are following her. Make sure you are watching. Make sure you are liking. Make sure you are just plugged into the light source because that's what it is. Peace. Peace.